I got something to talk about. This world is messed up and crazy. How I'm supposed to know? How I'm supposed to show? Afraid you see me, then afraid you let me go. Somebody paid me the way. I'm just trying to grow. Start a fire, let them see the smoke. Angel wings in the streets of gold. Loose change, gotta pay the toll. And it's a rocky road. They try to tell you to stop. They don't want you at the top of the spot. You gotta take you it. Gotta take you it. gotta make it. You gotta break it, chains. Gotta break it, chains. Uh, you gotta break them chains. You gotta break them chains. Uh, you gotta break them chains. You gotta break them chains. You gotta break them. Hello, everybody. Ultimate Bachelor, sexually speaking, with Nina at Real Talk with Nina on Hi. Instagram and everything else. What do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> I feel like I just got in trouble. It was like a parent. Yeah. Hi. Hi. <laughs> and I got my new microphone. I feel so special. I know. She's going to be in the podcast game, whether she wants to or not, people. And <laughs> at least for this, she sounds better. Right. Right. Thanks for all your help, Alex. Yeah, I didn't help, but all the same. Here we go. <laughs> um, today, what are we talking about? Sex positions and what they mean or don't mean. Yeah, because you're not you're not a big fan of what you've read so far in this conversation. I don't I don't agree with all of them. No. Okay, so first we need to talk about the fact that you did your homework. I did. <laughs> I did. Watch Trainwreck. I did, and I loved and, it. And it instantly made sense what I was talking about, right? Right, yeah. That I was like, if you you would know if you've seen the movie based on this conversation. Right? What would you say? If I would Based what? on that conversation when I was like, when well, you were like, I think I've seen it. And I was like, no, oh, you yeah, haven't yeah. seen it if, <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about. Right, right. No, um, I, de- I definitely know what you mean now. And no, I had not seen it. I thought I did because I watched like some Amy Schumer marathon of movies one time on a flight to California, but that was not one of them. And so the important part was the John Cena and Amy Schumer sex scene where um, she was trying to get him to talk dirty. <laughs> yeah. And it went well. It went awesome. I mean, like he, he did a great job. Nailed like, it. It was it was a huge turn on, really. <laughs> Turned you on too. Was it the Mandarin? What? Was yeah. it the Mandarin that got you? Yeah. And I love green juice and protein shakes. So I was like, that is hitting it, baby. That's it. Mm. Yeah. It was hot. But being like, that's seriously what people fear. Like, that's why people don't talk dirty is because they fear it's going to come out ridiculous like that. And sometimes it does. Sometimes even the, those that are really good at it, sometimes it's a, it's a total fail. I have yeah. some funny, funny stories. You have, you have personal funny stories or yeah. stories that people tell you? <laughs> well, that, but I have one that sticks out in my head. Only one because I obviously don't have a problem with that. But yeah, yeah, I only have one funny story. Um. I mean, do we go there or do we move on? <laughs> no, it's, no, it's, so it's, 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 it's totally fine because I'm all about, you know, being vulnerable, right? So um, luckily it was with um, uh, a guy that I was dating for a really long time. Like we were best friends, loved him so much. And I was so into it and we got more like into the rough talk a little bit. And I was like, yeah. and I, I remember thinking to myself, like, don't say it. Like, don't do it, Nina. Don't do it. And then it just came out and I called him a jackass. 
I called him a jackass. In the middle of sex? In the middle of in the middle of sex. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Like that was my sexy, like could like out of all of the names I could have called him in that moment. And that's what I, I called him a jackass. And we literally stopped and started laughing because we're like, well, I just, I ruined the whole thing. I mean, he was great. He was like his his talk game was spot on. I feel like I only have dated people that were good at that, I guess. But um, I was ready to throw it down. And I was like, yes, Nina, like get into it. And I called him a jackass. Like that is like the least sexy word. I think, it's, I think you nailed it just like John Cena. <laughs> right? <laughs> I, think you're, I think you did great. <laughs> Needless to say, I've honed in on my skills. And now I actually teach people how to do it. But I leave out the jackass because I, I took that out of the curriculum. Well, that's advanced. That's not <laughs> something you're, you can pull out at the right voice inflection and tone right. first try. Yeah, that's like not a one-on-one course. Like the jackass curriculum is more like a level four. And you can't think about that, obviously. You got to just let that one happen. Yeah, yeah, clearly. Cause, because cause I you think didn't it, think about it. Right, I think I, <laughs> because had I thought about it, um, it probably wouldn't have come out that way. Right. But, um, yeah, I was like really trying to be hot. And um, I picked the wrong the wrong word, Alex. I I really kind of dropped the ball on that one. Again, luckily, which is also why it's really important to feel comfortable with somebody that you're sleeping with. Um, we both just stopped and I, we just, well, that was it. I think we ended up watching like a movie afterwards because like- There was had, no sex? I, I don't remember. It was, it was a really long time ago. I think I was like, I was like a sophomore in college. So it was, I mean, it was like two years ago because I was a sophomore yeah. in college. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, but it was and awful. You've come a long way. I, uh, <laughs> in the two years, I've come a really long way. Good, good, good. Um, so if we talk about sex positions, we, yeah. we did a little research on a couple different uh, uh, websites. And right. you know what's funny? It's like, um, let me see what sites these are. Yourtango.com is a big one. I'm on that one a lot for like when I post articles about certain things. Oh, okay. Um, That's the one that says what your go-to sex position reveals about your relationship. Right. Another one is men's health talking about what your favorite sex positions say about you. Right. Another one is uh, rebel circus that says uh, sex positions that mean you're in love. And then um, you have, what is this? Femdi? That says what each sex position means to men, which, oh, Women's Health Magazine talking about what each sex position means to men. And then my favorite one uh, is Ask Men telling us what her favorite sex position says about her. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that the sexes know exactly what the other one's thinking. Obviously. Because of the way they like to perform intercourse so where where do we start where what are your initial thoughts when you think about this like what is this possible that this could be right i i think there's some truth to it um but i also think that some of them are just because the positions are more comfortable or because you don't have you're not as insecure in certain positions you know um 
but I don't necessarily think it's like, oh, like one of the one that was like, oh, if the woman's on top, that's the signal of like, you know, a super healthy and happy relationship and you both can give and receive pleasure. And uh, I don't agree with that. Yeah. Really? I think, I think women that do enjoy on top is, is because they're allowed, to, they're able to like, like anatomically speaking, their clit is, is available for stimulating. So they is more of a chance that they'll actually have an orgasm during intercourse. But there are so many jokes that women have about being on top because it's like a lot of effort. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of effort for both sides. That's what, isn't that why a lot of people like the other person on top? Yeah. Like I, I would, I would say a lot of women probably like missionary because we just get to sit back and relax. And if you position it right, then the right parts are being touched. And, and I'm sure guys probably enjoy the woman on top because visually she's like all there and he just yeah. kind of hangs out. I don't necessarily think it means, Oh, you have a great relationship and you're healthy and happy and can well, receive. I would argue though, that it does depend some on your relationship. When I say relationship, I mean just the literal relationship between you and that person, not necessarily a romantic relationship. And the reason I say that is because I know for a fact, people are more or less comfortable in sexual positions based on how well they know the other person or what they want the other person to see or sure. what they're self-conscious about, et cetera. Yeah. Oh, I agree. That I agree with. I do. Yeah. Um, and then the other one that I thought was funny was, we just talked about this before we started, was the, <laughs> how like, if you like doggy style, it's because, what was it something like, you're maybe you're into, like, what is he, banging your cervix or something? I'm like, ow. I don't remember which article it was. Um, like, G-spot is one thing. Banging my cervix We've talked about this though. I I have a firm belief, no pun intended, um, that the there are women out there that like a little bit of pain in a, a little bit of bit of pain. And pain's probably uh, an aggressive word, but that like it to hurt a little bit sure. at some times of it. So that you know, right? That, that plays right, right into but, that. But I. Yeah, no, I, I agree. There's definitely some pain and pleasure vibe. But I think to say that if you like doggy style, it's because you also like cervical. Whatever. It was such an aggressive word. What the hell did they say? I thought it just said. If oh, yeah. Cervix banging if, penetration. Right. If that's your thing, then this is going to be your position. That doesn't necessarily mean because you like this position. That oh, oh, oh. oh okay. Punished. Okay. All right. No. Okay. I agree. All right. I changed my mind. You read it, not me, but the way I heard you read it before this made it sound like if that's your thing, this is where you need to be. Yeah. Go this way to get that. Okay. Yeah. It says if you're a fan of deep cervix banging penetration, this is the position for you. Plus he can always give you a reach around playing with your clit to help you reach orgasm while he's inside of you. It feels kind of dirty and that can be sexy. Which article was that from? Uh, Your tango. Okay. Let me get on that one. And then the other thing it said was... I'm looking at my phone and... I know. (laughs) The other thing it said that was interesting was um, it said, still there's something pretty impersonal about doing it doggy style. Not being able to see each other's faces takes something away from the whole intimacy thing. If this is the only way you like it, something is up. 
couples counseling might be calling your name. I think that's a stretch a little bit. I um, mean, I think, I think that there's a couple of different ways. I think they're with every position, right? But um, I think there is something to be said about less connection that way because I feel like, and here we go. Um, a woman can please herself in that position, one. Uh-huh. She doesn't have to look at the guy, so as she goes to fantasizing per your recommendation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like body to body. Um, and, like, it can be a little rougher, which also takes out of the intimacy of it, I think. Um, okay, like, I, I see it. I do. I see that side. I guess any position where you're not like, you know, face to face and, and, you know, full body contact, I guess could take some intimacy out of it. I think maybe just because, because I am who I am, I'm taking these like way too literally and like way too far, which is not uncommon, (laughs) but you know, the conversation we're having though. Right. You're right. I think, I think doggy style without watching, you know, being able to see each other. um, Like I'm, I'm trying to, like, you know what I think makes doggy style intimate? What? Is when there's a mirror. So then you're oh, looking at each other. And, and did I read, was it us talking about it or did I read it in one of these that, um, so one of them said, like, it's thought that this is the way we were supposed to have sex. Doggy style is the way that it's we're intended to have sex. We didn't talk. I, we didn't talk about it. Maybe maybe yeah, so you read I read it. I must have read it in one of these before I send it to you. Yeah. But one of them said that it's thought scientifically that this is the way we were supposed to have sex, and that's why um, there's so much pleasure for both sides in it. And that's how most animals do have sex. If you see, let me right, like turtles right. are always mounting from behind. About, what animal did you pick? I picked a turtle. Can we just, just keep, it's like a jackass moment. Can we just keep going? I just like, forget I ever said of it. All the animals, turtles? <laughs> that just seems so. Turtles. I that mean, was, I, feel like, I, I feel like the next thing could have been as bad as that would have been like some aquatic animal, like a whale. Or you know, turtles and whales to me go I, hand in hand as the least sexiest animal to talk about. <laughs> I feel like after this podcast, my credibility plummeted. Like we may just have to scratch this one. I felt like I felt like this was going to be a great conversation. I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> me and Nina never do any research before this. I'm going to do the work because I'm always asking her what topic do you want? What topic do you want? So now I'm like, I bring a topic, I bring the research, I give her homework, and she gives me turtle. Please, and, and jackass. And jackass. I, I feel, I feel Please like go watch this because Nina just lost it. <laughs> I feel I feel like I single-handedly may have just crushed my career, like in this podcast alone. But you crushed your career. You most definitely crushed the sexually speaking series. Yeah. However, you saved my iTunes status because we're not going. <laughs> to I'm not getting, what is it, shadow banned? Is that what you call it? <laughs> yeah, you don't have to worry about that on podcast, though. You're good. But yeah, so let's just, pretend, for, let's just pretend that I never called a boyfriend a jackass during sex. And let's sure. also pretend that I used, you know, like jaguars instead of turtles when sure. talking about. Sex, okay. A little sexier. I mean, you could still do better, but sexier. Yes, for sure. 
Okay. So back to doggy style and like how I feel like you were saying it's like primarily how we're supposed to do it. Um, I was going to say what you were going to say when you're like, oh, unless there's like a mirror. So that's the other piece of it. I feel like if that's ever a position I'm in, I feel like I'm somehow always looking either my head is turned back or there's a mirror or right. So I'm saying those are things that are going to make this position more, um, more intimate. Yeah. Right? And back, talking, talking. Obvi- obviously, cause I'm the, so good at it. Yeah. yeah. The places everyone's touching a mirror, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, agree. I also, okay. Question does doing it in that position, doggy style we're talking about, is that more or less intimate in a public place, i.e. a bathroom, looking at each other in the mirror, a car? Or, or another question, is reverse cowgirl with the guy sitting up, which we've already talked about as one of my favorite positions, is that more intimate than doggy style? So... You want to know what's more intimate, doggy style or reverse cowgirl? Or only specifically yeah, public place? Is, is it more intimate? Yeah, that's two separate questions. Is doing that in public more intimate than doing it um, in the privacy of your wherever? Separate question, is reverse cowgirl more or less intimate than doggy style? Just because it has the same premise in a lot of ways, but but different. Same, same, but different. So, so to, for me, there's a total psychological component to like both questions. So for the public thing, to me, public sex is so much more about the the thrill and the rush and the adrenaline of what if we get caught? It's a, it's got like a very naughty vibe to it. So to me, doggy style, whether it's even even like standing up, like guy from behind in general, kind of, in my opinion, flows better with the public vibe. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like when I, when I think of intimate, I keep thinking of like sensual and I don't get that vibe with that. For me, intimacy is like, the, the connect, to me it's connection. I'm right, not right, right. Intimacy yeah. isn't isn't sensual because sensual is central. Right. Right. Or can we agree? Yeah. So yeah. sensual, sensual, intimate just means like, are you? I, I, there's not a better way to explain it than intimate. Like it is what it is. It has its own definition. But um, here, let's just look up the definition of intimate and see how. Yeah, because I look at intimacy as just how emotionally close you are in the moment and so it could be so this um, yeah so intimate is first definition closely acquainted familiar and close that's uh, that's literally how i think of it okay definition is private and personal which even though you're doing something in a public place like a bathroom or something it's still private and personal so yeah i agree with both of those definitions and question it based on that and I shouldn't just say doggy style. Is any sexual position more intimate in a public place? I argue yes. Because hmm. you could do that with a random stranger, but you're making an interaction with a random stranger more intimate than it has to be, I think. 
and I, I've never thought about this before this conversation either. So this isn't like a stance I have. It just came to me now. But I feel like your hesitation, you feel the same way I feel. Because I, I can't go 100%. I feel like it's more intimate. But for some reason in the back of my head, I think, it, I, I think it's more intimate. Like if you had sex in a car, I definitely think sex in a car, the way that has to go is more intimate. More often than not is more intimate. I mean, you can ruin whatever, but. Wait, so what position are you saying is more intimate in a car? Any position. Any position? I think sex in a car is more intimate. I think sex in a public place is more intimate. Because than sex at your house? Sure. You could make sex at home more intimate, but I'm just saying innately, regular sex at home, regular sex in a car. I don't know why I'm laughing saying that. Um, sex in the car is more intimate. I think because you have to work for it, you have to work a little harder, you have to like really be into it. I think it makes it more intimate. Well, yeah, and I think that you're experiencing something outside the norm together. So right, right. I feel like get the connection, um, like, all right, so I'm going to go out on, a, it's not a tangent at all. It's about this, but just follow me here. So like the difference between, okay, if, if, you know, if you and your partner were, you had sex at night, okay, whatever in your house, fine. Versus if you guys went to a party and a bunch of friends were there and you guys played, you know, some goofy like truth or dare game and you guys had to make out in front of your, the people or like some, to me, I feel like there's so much intimacy and something to be said for experiencing something new or out of the box sexually together whatever i I just realized this is gonna be potentially our best conversation by the time it's done because where you're going gets into not swinging by quote unquote but swingers clubs where people go there to have sex in public and i've Mm -hmm. never understood why you would do that i'm like just have sex at home i don't get it but along the lines of what i'm thinking and now in my head i'm thinking that would make it more intimate to have sex in front of other people watching, it's like, like you said, you're, you're overcoming different obstacles, I think. A um, lot, yeah. You're taking a risk together. Mm-hmm. Because I think the argument would be is that, and we, we said this, I don't even, was it the one you were on where we talked about, you know, people will meet in a club and literally have sex in the bathroom at that club right after they met. And Jalen and Amber went absolutely nuts saying that never happens and never happens. I'm like, it happens. Like, I haven't done it, but I know people who have done it. And it happens more than you probably think. Like, have sex in the place and or go out to the car of the place they're at and have sex literally within an hour or two of meeting each other. And with this conversation, I'm thinking they made that sexual experience more intimate than it would have been had they just... Uh, done it at home. So I, I can see some of the draw being the danger, the intimacy, the, it's just adding an extra layer to it, extra factor. I don't know the right way to yeah, put it. Yeah, no, that's it. Actually, when I work with couples who, who, who otherwise their marriage is fine, but they're, they're just bored. They like, they want to, 
like level up a little bit and, and get closer. Um, and they're open and willing to talk to me about different ideas that might be uncomfortable. Um, when, when you're in that beginning stage of your relationship and you're really excited and all those awesome chemicals like dopamine and adrenaline, all those fun things are being released and it's like rabbits all the time and you get like that knot in your stomach and right. that those feelings can be recreated in a long-term relationship. However, <laughs> it takes difficult conversations and being uncomfortable and being comfortable working through it you know, working through it. So I might even tell a couple, okay, what's something you both have not done before? And it doesn't even have to be sexual. It could be like, oh, we've never taken a cooking class. We've never done the escape room. We've never, maybe it's, we've never had sex in public. I'm like, okay. So out of all of those things, what can we try to do this weekend or next weekend? Um, Because it's recreating those both of you, because when you first meet someone, you're two separate people with two separate experiences. But when you're with someone for a while, you kind of become two separate people with a lot of the same experiences and it can get boring. Well, because, because even though you do stuff you like, like you guys like this position, she like, it's her favorite position. It's, or it's his favorite position. Like you're still, it's still going to get boring. Yeah. And so that's human. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So, so I feel like whether it's, and, and if I'm, if I'm working with a couple who's interested in opening up their marriage or swinging or, or anything like that, I always start with, um, like on that it's a massive continuum, right? You don't just go from a totally monogamous relationship to a consensual non-monogamous relationship overnight. Like it takes some, some baby steps. But one of the things is like, have you ever had someone watch you and your partner? Or have you and your partner ever watched other people? And, um, and there are safe ways to do that. I mean, you know, you can go to a sex club and not do anything. You can just go to watch. There are plenty yeah, of people sure. who watch. Um, or you can even interact online with people and never meet them in, in real life, you know? So there's, but there, it adds an element of excitement and there is fear. There's fear and fear is not always bad. There's fear of how is this going to turn out? What if, you know, there's almost like this insecurity, not sure if I'm jealous or scared or what that, although they sound like negative emotions, um, they're also triggering a lot of the same things going on in your brain that went on when you first started being sexual with your partner. Well, and that's another thing to discuss as well. I mean, like I said, there's so many different ways we could go with this, but, but jealousy, I don't think jealousy is a negative emotion. Um, I posted something up the other day. Let me read it. Um, uh, um, it got a great response. One second. Yeah, no, to me, I feel like jealousy is, is a, is just a, here it is. It's like a red, it's like a direction. It's like, it's like a fork in the road. Like I always ask people if they're jealous and like, let's talk about why, what is it really? Yeah. So I, I posted this up and I had heard it before I posted it, but um, someone reminded me of it. So someone once told me the power in all relationships lies with whoever cares less And he was right, but power isn't happiness. I think that maybe happiness comes from caring more about people rather than less. And I think this thought process is, I can can hear a little feedback to myself, so I feel like I extend words or talk slower at times or stutter because I 
he can hear it. So anyway, sorry. I, I don't think, hear anything. Well, no, yeah, because it's in my headphones. Because, but I need my headphones to hear you. Oh, but yours is different because I see you have headphones on now, right? Yeah. Yeah. This thought process is what I think makes people think that jealousy and and emotions like that are negative when because it's now like you're afraid to show people that you know you care because if you if you care then you've lost per that statement whereas i think if you embrace that like if you embrace that and you can tell them and communicate hey i'm jealous right now i think that really builds relationships and builds intimacy right because i think everyone likes attention and jealousy is a form of attention. We're getting into relationships mm-hmm. more than sex, but jealousy is a form of attention that maybe one of the strongest forms of attention. Like when you make someone jealous and you can see how much in a way you mean to them, I think that um, that pushes towards coming together more than it, in, in the right relationship, right? If you don't really want to be with this person and they get jealous, you kind of write them off. But in the right relationship, I think that pushes towards being closer than it does um, like pulling apart or being offended or anything like that. You may act offended. I think a lot of people act offended, but they really love it. Um, so I think there's big difference between jealousy and possessive. So I think sometimes people, whether they admit it or not, kind of cloud the two together. So for example, if my husband said to me, um, uh, you know, he, he doesn't happen to be very vocally jealous of a guy, but if he's ever said something like, um, like I'm making this up. I talk to a tremendous amount of men, right. For what I do. And so if he, if I were to talk to him about it and and he says something like, Oh yeah, is he good looking? Like, who is this guy? There's, there is a part of me that's like, what's the matter? You don't want to lose me. Like that. that What's that? Did he ask that about me? Did he ask that jealous question about you? Yeah. Did he ask if I was good looking? Yeah, of course he did. And I was like, oh my God, are you kidding me? He's like the hottest guy ever. Uh, does he have Instagram? I'm going to send him a DM me a picture of me. <laughs> <laughs> he's a subscriber to my YouTube channel. So yeah, he's, he sees you and he knows everything we talk about. And he's totally fine with it? Yeah, that's the relationship what? we have. Yeah. I am smoking hot. He needs to <laughs> watch out. Wait, so you're upset that he's not jealous. Is that? <laughs> 100%. It's like he doesn't even see me as a threat. <laughs> well, is he ever I, home when we do this? What's that? Is he ever home when we do this podcast? No, he was home the other day when we were testing it out. No, I need I need him on the next one because we need well, to talk. Okay, all right. You're gonna tell him that it's important to you that you're jealous of my relationship with you. Well, first off, I've got a lot of things going for me that are very attractive. <laughs> Wait, are we seriously taking time out of the podcast right now to talk about how you're upset that my husband is not jealous? Yes. So, <laughs> I feel like I'm plenty attractive enough to to be jealous of alone. Um, well, well, maybe, Alex, my husband and I are, one, incredibly 
deeply communicative and open. And two, we pretty much realized that there's a lot more to our relationship than just our looks. So I wasn't finished. What? I wasn't finished. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Obviously, well-spoken, think through, you know, witty conversation, funny. You've been dying laughing this entire podcast. Um, what else? Consider it. You know, I'm sitting there trying to help you get your podcast going. Um, cultured as, as you know, I go through a lot of these podcasts, but also travel. I mean, okay. No, it's fine. You know, are you, <laughs> are, you are you, are you done or do you want to keep talking about yourself? No, I mean, I'm, I'm here for you. So. I'm done, but it, I, it just helps me realize that people don't appreciate quality not everyone appreciates the best quality <laughs> or maybe he's like wow nina is attracted to a bunch of men but it has no bearing on her feelings for me maybe he thinks that way or no no you're still upset i can see it you're still no, upset that I'm my just, husband is not super i'm not upset i'm confused i just don't get you're confused where the disconnect is like what <laughs> like he looks at me he, he sees our conversations and then he's <laughs> like there's obviously your husband's not very smart i'll, I'll say that <laughs> oh okay back to where we were my husband knows who he married yeah and um he has nothing to worry about and he knows that no matter no matter what nothing to worry about so nothing alex even with you i think i think this is really like taking over your podcast right now is that the bottom line is we're talking about jealousy it's not that i think the bottom line is is alex you're actually upset that my husband is not jealous i think that's where this conversation needs well, to go I, and now i'm jealous that you agree that there's nothing here <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so now, so not only are you upset that my husband isn't threatened by you, you're upset that I am not falling all over you and thinking about leaving my husband? Correct. Mm. I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. Okay. Is this therapy session over or do we need to continue? Mm, I said that was great. And <laughs> I'm good looking. And <laughs> And you cook, and you cook. Don't forget, tell every all, tell all the ladies. Yeah, does he cook? Yeah, he does cook. He's a great cook. And he's hot, and he's muscular, and he's covered in tattoos, and he rides a motorcycle. I could ride a motorcycle. You can and ride a motorcycle. And I got plenty of space for tattoos. I could probably get <laughs> you. You pick, not the ones he picked. <laughs> I'm gonna make sure he watches this episode. I think. I hope he does. He better. I think it'll bring my husband and I closer. I think it'll be an intimacy booster for me and my husband if he watches I, this episode. And so then you're welcome. I think maybe while we're in doggy style, he'll watch this. So we'll be super intimate in the car. And I'll call him a jackass and then talk about turtles. <laughs> Are we just on turtles now? Um, <laughs> anyways. So... <laughs> All right. Can we move on with the actual podcast? Yeah. All right. So, but so yeah, I think, I think we agree on the fact that sometimes um, maybe people are focusing on, on, I don't want to say the wrong things to become more intimate, but maybe leaving out the fact that sometimes uncomfortable-ish situations sexually could actually 
breed intimacy, no pun intended. Right. Yes. Yes, for sure. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. I think working through that in the mind with, in your mind with this person brings about that intimacy. I, I feel like it's a trust. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, well, here I go. Just like the vulnerability too is huge. Yeah. Like I, I was going to compare it to, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, but having sex on a, a girl's period. Yeah. Yeah. The uncomfortable, the trust, the vulnerability, um, because obviously girls don't feel they're sexiest. Right. And so like that. Right. Same with anal, your favorite. It's definitely a vulnerable, um, scary, you know. Why? 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 Why do you have to do that to me? Because I feel like if we're going to, if you and I are, if you're so worried about me not being into you, then I think it's important that we talk about uncomfortable situations so you and I can build our intimacy. That's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) And I see you're trying to come back. (laughs) You hear that, Matt? We just... (laughs) She wants to build some intimacy. All right. Oh, God. So back to the positions. Yeah. Well, it's funny to me that you have asked men telling, telling us about women's positions and women's health telling us about guys' positions. Do you think there's obviously a thought process there that men are telling other men to educate them, right? But Right. Let's see. Oh. Oh, so but um, see, even even on the your tango one, there's a whole thing on backdoor lovers. It says, well, I, "Oh my gosh, will you get off of that?" No, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about this. Where it says anal sex used to be a lot more taboo back in the day, but now it's much more frequently on the menu. <clears throat> if you've never tried it, you're missing out on one of the most potentially erotic experiences of your life. The anus has so many nerve endings; it's an erogenous zone that's begging to be discovered. If you're super into it, then the two of you are likely quite the adventurous lovers who like to walk on the wild side. So again, I feel like because it's taboo still-ish and there's a lot of emotions that are involved, fear and embarrassment and vulnerability. And, um, and like you mentioned on the anal sex podcast, that there is a part of you that equates anything anal with homosexuality. You think me? Yes, didn't isn't that what you said? Uh, part of me. Uh, yeah, it's okay. I mean, that's that's a big thing. I'm thinking. It, right. I think it used to a lot more when I was being honest about it, but I don't right. know that now. That's what I think. As much as I just don't want that. Right. On her or you? Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely not me. But mm-hmm. um, because that that would that that immediately equate some sort of homosexuality in my mind being honest that's okay yeah well i think that's probably where a large people don't always have a hard time talking about anal sex on a girl but there are very few men although they're they're super open with me which is great but in the overall public world a lot of men are not open if they like any kind of anal play on them because of that and then my comeback is always like, do you ever go down on your girlfriend? And they're like, yeah. Like, well, does that, and if she likes it, does that mean she's a lesbian? Because girls go down on girls. Like, yeah, it doesn't... You use that. You use that. Um, yeah. Hmm. 
I get it though, Alex. I really do. Like, is I I understand it. I I deal with it all the time. When well, I think I think it goes to common anatomy at that point, right? Like it society. I, I'm going to say society, but mm-hmm. maybe even yeah, I'm not going to go that far. But society has made it that this is the anatomy for what you're supposed to be doing stuff with, and outside of there is just not as accepted so Mm -hmm. the fact that you know being homosexual that's one of the only places you can go like i said before i don't i don't think it's necessarily a negative connotation all the time as much as it is just that's the facts that's the percentages that's the numbers of how Mm -hmm. that works so that's why you associate it with it Mm-hmm. Um, not that you have a huge problem with whoever does that. Right. Right. And, and I, I agree. I think that my stance is and always will be that when it comes to our sexuality, very few people will experience their true potential sexually in their lifetime because of their their fears and shame or guilt and that's that's it's upsetting it's upsetting because to me just because i take it on but it's just there there are there are men and women that have said to me i know that my partner will never do x y or z and they're married and they're like so i'm just going to have to live the rest of my life never being able to do that and that's that's that sucks yeah. I, you know that sucks so then when you talk about what positions say about you, what is what does anal say to you? In my opinion, yeah, I, exactly. Yeah, I agree with give, that. If you're going to give a summary like this. I agree with exactly what the article said. I, I think that it, you and your partner are probably very close and communicative and enjoy the outside the box stuff. Um, and I mean, you gotta be close friends because stuff can happen and you gotta be able to laugh at it, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I knew, and I I shouldn't say I knew, I know of several situations where I've heard this and I don't know exactly how true it is and, and all that, but I've heard of girls that want to do that strictly so that they're not having vaginal sex, like to feel like they're having several partners. Like I remember in college, there was a girl who r- rumored to do that because she wanted to be a virgin, I guess. So in that case, it's not because you're closer. It's not, and that's I true. Heard it that much. That's just, but I have heard of that <clears throat> happening, but personal experience, I, you know, hearing it firsthand, I hadn't, that's maybe one of two times I've heard that. Yeah, I yeah, because I think virginity and there's like a whole other episode on my personal opinion of virginity, but the whole idea of virginity being penis and vagina then again it all comes back to like protecting the female and the whole baby thing and um but yeah, I I'm sure there are women that maybe don't feel as shameful like oh, they're still you know, beautiful little flowers that haven't right. lost their virginity. Um, but again, that's like so patriarchal and obnoxious, but, um, but yeah. And there's also fear of pregnancy, right? So like you can have anal sex and 
pretty sure you're not going to get pregnant, you know? Um, so there's that probably as well. Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's strictly just literally anatomy and, you know, being a virgin in that area, like Mm -hmm. in the purest sense. Um, I don't know that it's necessarily them thinking that they're a holy angel because they are doing it this way and not that way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then other ones of these, um, what do I see? Um, Or 69 is in here. Is it? We had a great conversation about that. I loved that conversation. Ours? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was good. So here it says, experts say if she, oh, so this must be the, what does it say about her? In asking. If she enjoys 69, she most likely enjoys giving blowjobs and would likely benefit as well. Says this doctor, I'm not going to say it. This could imply she likes to give and receive. Well, good thought. Dinger. Uh, <laughs> a real woman no, really? quote i love 69ing because i love the challenge says girl said girl mm-hmm. it's the ultimate test of concentration you need to be able to give a good blowjob without letting how good getting eaten out feels i also get turned on whenever i go down on a guy so for me the overstimulation of this position is a total rush there's rush there's no others like it which that's kind of what we said and yeah. kind of the point of it, um, based on our conversation. Yeah, we, we talked about, um, you, had, you had said too that you think it's great when like, if, she, if you're in a 69 and she kind of stops because she's so, Yeah, that's, you know. that's my ultimate goal. Right, right. Like if that doesn't happen, I'm disappointed in myself. But I mean, it's you, so it probably never happens, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, true. I don't think you ever have to worry about that, I'm sure. Um, so, and then there was, (laughs) and then there was the other side of it where sometimes you can, there's too much going on where you can't like, like relax and enjoy it. Right. Right. So I guess it could go either way. Right. Um, let's see. I want to see the, sorry. I want to see the conversation that says, does it mean you're in love? What sex positions does that mean you're in love? Oh, the kneel, relaxed doggy, where you're laying down, not on all fours. I actually agree with that. Say it again, so I don't the have to re- find it. The relaxed doggy. Yeah. So it says, we know we said doggy style wouldn't make the list because these are the ones that say you're in love. Okay. We know we said doggy style wouldn't make the list, but technically this isn't doggy style you know, and this isn't the doggy style you know and love. This is a bit different. Instead of being upright, you're both laying down. The woman lays down on her stomach and keeps her legs together while the man lays on top of her and enters her from behind. I guess she could also have her legs spread too. Yes. Yeah. So this is a little bit of what I was talking about. Yeah, that's that's a good one. (laughs) Wait, you're supposed to be giving a take, not a green. (laughs) that's my take i think it's great um you're saying that that position means you're in love all the so here's the list it says uh the kneel where you're kneeling kind of in front of each other i wish i could show this picture 
um, relaxed doggy, lady missionary, where she's on top but laying down. Yeah. Um, the hot seat? What is this? What's that one? The guy sits in a chair or upright on the edge of the bed while the woman slowly grinds on him in a seated position. Oh, just like riding on, girl on top, but he's sitting up. Okay. Um, a lot, I, think, I think a lot of that is just positioning his pelvis so she can grind on it. Well, I think they're talking about like instead of a guy laying down and her and a woman sitting up over him, he's up like with chest to chest. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, Which I feel like could be more intimate because then you can like kiss and not have to like bend over. You're like, sure. you know. Well, because then that would be lady missionary. Um, right. In the back <laughs> lady <it> missionary. Says, <laughs> um, the pause. What's that? If you were all at all questioning how much he loved you, you don't have to anymore if he does this move. If he pauses during slower sex to just hold the position inside of you and look at you, he's completely in love with you. Sometimes the hottest sex is when you're barely moving a muscle. I kind of agree with that. You know, as long as people aren't taking these as gospel, like, oh, he did that, so he loves me. Like, sex and love are not the same thing. But um, well, I'm pretty close. You've loved everyone you've had sex with? Yes. That's good. No, I'm joking. No. <laughs> of course not. I don't love anybody. I know. You know, you love yourself a lot. Like, a lot. Depending on what you're saying there, I agree both ways. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I think that those moments are, yeah, they can be really sexy. Like if, if the movement just kind of stops and you're just present for, you know, a second there, it's, I think those are important. And I think a lot of that is just because everyone's used to doing everything so fast, you know? Well, but, and that's, a, I mean, if we go deeper, like we have in a lot of these other ones, no pun intended. I was going to say, huh? Uh, yeah, I feel like if you're not into that person the same way, you're not, I mean, you kind of just want to get your, especially if you're a guy, you want to just get to your goal and move on. Right. Well, don't fool yourself. Women want to as well. No, I'm saying, but this was the pause, the guy on top. Oh. How do you know he's in love with you? Yeah. yeah I mean, or he could just be a super passionate, fun lover. Yeah. But yeah, but I get it. Um, during missionary, the woman closes her legs together and the man holds her ankles while he throws. Oh, wow. Wait, say that again? <laughs> um. <laughs> the woman closes her legs together and the man holds her ankles while he thrusts himself inside of her. So I think like she brings her legs up. But, but, but that, one's, that one says it, he, she closes him. Yeah, so I guess um, I, don't, I don't know how to explain the geometry to you here. <laughs> um, so she's lying on her back. Yep, and she puts her legs together and lifts them up. And he, I guess he would have to be like on his knees. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, so he's holding her ankles up here. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Got it. And what does uh, that say about the relationship? They're in love. Duh, that they're in love. Oh. <laughs> I, think, I think these are all really like optimistic statements, you know, like, oh, if he does this, you guys are in love. I think they're just probably explaining more intimate positions, right? Maybe. 
Um, yeah. What was that one called? Did it have a name? Ankle holder. What? The ankle holder. The ankle. <laughs> oh. No, no, no. Very original. The ankle hold. Okay. And then you have the shoulder holder, which is where you're in missionary and the guy holds her hands above her head. Yeah. I agree with that one. And then. Um, what you agree that that means he loves her? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then. Um, <laughs> Is the next one having sex while spooning? Oh, spooning is intimate. I think that one's intimate. I don't know if that means love. Yeah, I think that one's intimate, and I also like it because, um, just physically speaking, it's it's easier on both of you. I mean, you're both lying down on your side, and it also gives him access to um, give acts gives him access. Well, I guess to her, her to her herself as well to her clit to be able to do that during sex right or or holding a vibrator on it or or whatever it is but it it, what i I think i don't know if i saw this on on social media or if i just like thought about it myself how sad is that but i was i almost i was talking to a guy recently about about his relationship and i said something like thinking about a woman's clit as like an additional foreplay add-on is literally thinking that a penis is an additional foreplay add-on. Like guys would be like, it's a necessity, right? But people still don't understand that. So we're still in a very penetrative society, right? So everyone's always assuming and because of porn and whatever it's, you know, penetration is going to, you know, is going to, it's like the be all end all. And, and it is maybe for men, but it is not it is not for women. So it literally like at, at one point, like it drives me nuts. Like I'll see those, even like the sexy, you know, those like um, Pinterest has them too. Like those, those sexy images with like really hot content that goes with it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it's always about, you know, when you hold her hands up and fuck her hard until she comes eight times that, you know, whatever. And I'm going, Um, actually like, again, you're, you're, it just proves to me that people still don't, people still think of the clit as an afterthought, whereas that is as asinine as thinking of the penis as an afterthought to an orgasm. Like, I think men would be like, are you nuts? Well, like, how do you think women feel? We're like, how do you not? Because a penis is just an elongated clit. Like anatomically speaking, that's what it is. We all start out as female. (laughs) So... Yeah, so I I think I'm just I think to the point of all the conversations I've had, I'm more surprised now when a woman tells me she could finish from penetration or yeah. during penetration. I'm like that's surprising to me now. Yeah, I mean, and I don't ever even know what that means. Like, do you mean that you can stimulate your clit during right sex and here. and be what's that? Yes, I think that's what it is. Although, because I I don't I don't understand how anatomically you can just be penetrated without I, any literal stimulation. I just well, don't, don't get you it. Have a G spot that also can be stimulated depending on the angle. Because actually, I take that back now because I know there are women that can have orgasms from doggy style without uh, stimulating their clit at the same time. But like, are we talking about a clitoral orgasm? Like, that's the only orgasm I think of. It's like there's from clitoral. Now, 
you have like people talk about squirting and that's more like tapping the the g-spot which is like right near your bladder so what comes out is female some female ejaculate maybe but it's also diluted urine so like i think people have a lot of they think of the word orgasm and it does not mean the same thing to everybody every female i know but i'm saying there's women that think they have an orgasm from strictly penetration and doggy style Mm -hmm. which i can see your point like if it's um while the girl's on top or um or missionary or anything that could stimulate the clit just indirectly Mm -hmm. but you know doggy style really isn't doing that right because the other the other thing is so in so I'm not insulting your intelligence, Alex. This mm-hmm. is for all of our listeners in case they yeah, don't know. Sure. I'm, I'm an idiot, apparently, because I'm not smart enough to be attractive or worth being jealous of. So go ahead. <laughs> I, I would appreciate <laughs> that's, that. That's never going to leave, is it? That's like, that's never going to stop. Okay. So in, so your clitoris, um, there are still women that, and, and a lot of men that still in their 30s, 40s, 50s don't know this. And that's because it was never taught. Um, I was a health teacher and didn't even teach this. So just to give you an idea. So the clitoris, um, the part that we see is, is, is actually a really small part of the whole clitoris. So if you think, if you're looking like straight into, like if you're looking straight at a vulva, I think, look at, I made a pretty one. Mm-hmm. And you right? like for them to be drawn. So, I mean, you, you know what they look like. Right, right, yeah, yeah. So, um, so if you're looking straight at a vulva, you have the the glands or the head of the clit is essentially just it's like the head of the penis, but it's a fraction of it and has double the amount of nerve endings, right? But inside, like behind the vulva, is actually two legs that come down behind the labia internally, and so the clit is actually a, a pretty a pretty decent sized organ. It looks like a wishbone, okay, with okay. The, with the like that, like that's what it looks like. Okay. okay. So if you're having sex, there are some women that can get parts of the clitoris stimulated, not necessarily just the, the part that we yeah. see and have an orgasm. So researchers are saying that, you know, between 15 and 20% of women can have an orgasm through penetration alone. But even those, even that small percentage, they're still thinking that there's some sort of indirect clitoral stimulation um, going on. When you put it like that, then of course, like you're cheating. That's cheating. When when people say clit stimulation, they're thinking the pearl at the top. Right. Saying the clit goes up. Well, then yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Right. And I don't think anyone's arguing um, that you know penetration in those cases can do it. So thank you for the education. I will hey. actually use that. But uh, good. Um, but it's very rare. It's very rare. And my whole thing with sex research in general is that for the most part, like I told you, it's self-reported. So like if maybe what I think an orgasm is, maybe I've never had one. Maybe what I think it is, is not what, you know, Jennifer in Michigan thinks it is. Well, it'd be easy. Hey, Jennifer. (laughs) But it would be, obviously, it's easy to say that everyone has a different orgasm. Uh, yeah, orgasm, because I think they they do. I don't think any two orgasms are the same. So, yeah, that's that's easy to say. But, but, I, but I think the one that most, at least the one that I think about, is the one quickly, that's... Quickly, how much time do you have left? 
about 15 ish minutes. Oh yeah. 15. Cause we're like at an hour. I just didn't know if you had okay. to be done. So anyways, um, thank you for caring. That was really kind. Yeah, I do. I care about you a lot. Maybe I know that obviously but, um, <laughs> the whole husband thing. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I tried that. <laughs> um, yeah, I lost my train of thought there. I have that effect on people. Oh, self-reported different orgasms. Yes, I. Right. So I was saying that when I think of an orgasm, I think of the one that equates to the male orgasm. So like there's a buildup of tension and then it's like involuntary spasms. You're like, ah, right. So it's, it feels very similar to the release that a, that a guy gets. Whereas I don't think that all women think that like women. And I can tell because there's all these articles that are like 12 ways a woman can orgasm, 13 different ways that 13 different types of orgasms for women. Like what is going on? I don't know. Well, you're saying 12 or 13 ways that each woman can. Yeah. Like a lot of the articles are like 12 different ways to orgasm for a woman, which is fine. That's fine. Like there are ways like you can use a toy, you can grind on a pillow, you can like that, I understand. But some articles are like 12 different types of orgasms. And I'm like, dude, like this is why it's so confusing for so many women and women will come to me and be like, I'm not sure if I had an orgasm. Like, I don't blame you because you've been told there's 12 different kinds. You know, like what I think of orgasm, I think of the equivalent of what a, what a guy experiences you know um and like that that pulsing kind of minor convulsion feeling in a good way right so not every every not every woman describes it like that people some women look at squirting as an orgasm i don't at all i think it's something that feels really good i think that it's something that you know can be a sexy thing if that's what your partner is into but it is feels nothing like a clitoral orgasm like nothing so i and i think also again people this is another episode but people are confused with female ejaculation and squirting they're two different things so i think that that's also yeah, i don't know much about squirting i don't know i mean obviously you see it on porn i don't understand yeah. what's the yeah, difference and, and most of that is actually water bottles like water douches being pushed, in, pushed into their vagina hole. That's mm-hmm. most of what you're seeing. <laughs> okay, well, fair enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we should do an episode on squirting because... An episode? An hour? No, no, no. Well, no, yeah. no, no. We should, we should touch on it at some... Well, you know, <laughs> not touch on it, but you know what I'm saying. We should talk about it because it's a lot yeah. of... Um, again, porn. porn is wonderful, but it can also, you know, be detrimental to your mental health. <laughs> Just like... Instagram can be detrimental to, you know, your confidence because you yeah. think everyone else is doing something you're not. Right. Right. Especially with body image drives me nuts. Yeah. That's why I post my pictures on social media. So people come across my pictures and they're like, oh, that's what I'm <laughs> It's okay to look like that. I'm like, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I feel like if people actually saw more normal, I don't say normal, that's not the right word. Um, more average body types, I feel like the, the issues with body image would drop drastically, but we become accustomed to a certain body type that's flawless. And there's such a small percentage of people that have that, but the amount that it's seen on social media, you think everybody has it. Right. I try, yeah. I try to dispute that by showing my amazing mom bod. 
<laughs> Thanks for sharing. No problem. I do what I can. <laughs> um, where do we go from there? So we went went to positions, positions, what positions mean, all the way up to orgasming in specific positions. Well, what about what about Trainwreck? You made me watch that movie. We can yeah, talk about so I thought it was interesting because it switched all the stereotypes for almost everything, right? Almost every yeah. single one. I thought that's why it's a genius movie. Uh, Amy Schumer wrote it, I believe. So Did she? Yeah, and I think on every list I've seen that looks like it's updated, it's like a top 10 comedy on almost ah. every list. Uh, which is crazy to think because everyone always wants to put like classics on top 10 lists, right. but it, to I mean, it got there pretty quickly too. So, um, but geniusly written in that it, all she did was switch every single stereotype, right? She's a girl who's like a player. Her boyfriend is someone who wants commitment is, mm-hmm. you know, the, she wants him to dirty talk where a lot of times guys want girls to right. dirty talk. Um, she is this player that falls in love with this guy who's sensitive and um there's just so many different things that it does so to me i think it's hilarious one because um it just is it actually has a lot of people in it from saturday night live which i love saturday night live yeah 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 the fact that people from that and that type of humor is what it is um kills me but um just you know so many different things about it and the uh, idea the humor the um the storyline yeah i just thought it was amazing your thoughts it was it was it was great and it was interesting because um i think i think you and i have talked about this or maybe even just my philosophy on the, the whole phase that i think um a lot of women kind of regret not ever having. And I have a a mom group on Facebook, which is like um, specifically for talking about like all of the epic fails of being a mom and just, it's all humor. It's nothing like the other mom groups that are like judgy and opinionated. It's just all humor. Like I don't even approve comments that are questions or anything. It's just humor. Um, And one of the women in the group posted something about regretting it was a meme, but it started a conversation about how a lot of us never like went through the the quote unquote ho phase. And now like we're all married with kids and we're like, what the hell? Like it's because this again, like you and I have talked about, like it's now in life where we're like comfortable with our sexuality. It's, it's okay to be sexual as an, as a, as an older woman um, versus like when you're like 16 or 20, um, and, and now we're like, okay, well, now we can't, you know? And so we're laughing about this whole phase that a lot of us uh, never, never had because whether through choice or not, but obviously social stigma is going to keep most women from doing that. But um, it was funny how it, like that lifestyle, I, I would go out on a limb and say a lot of women that are married kind of look at that if they didn't have that if they never went through that kind of look at it like oh man like but like so many guys were able to do that and like we we couldn't because then we would have to face no i think it's a mindset that's ingrained into you um as women whether it works (laughs) the ingraining whether that Mm -hmm. works or not is is 
to be determined, but I think it's definitely something society tries to work into women that um, there's something wrong with doing the same things that guys are um, some, a lot of times praised for, right? Depending yeah. on yeah. the circle. So yeah. I do think when you see women who live their life more like that i'm not going to call it like a hoe phase or, or no, i know it's not I, it's not like i'm I not slut-shaming. well that's what it's called so i mean right. you're not that far off but um i do feel like it's surprising to men how happy women are when they do get to experience more of that yeah <laughs> whoa like you're not supposed to do that and then you're not supposed to like it and all that. And I, you know, and it's, it's different for every guy because some guys think that's really hot and some guys yeah. are like repulsed. Right. Right. And, and I think that that also goes to like, um, even in relationships, there's always a joke about how the, especially if you're married, like, Oh, like, you know, the fun is over. It's like you and the old maid, like, sorry, buddy. It's like, you know, it's always a joke about the guy wanting to have, you know, multiple women. And he, you know, oh, you know, the bachelor party probably has a different vibe than the bachelorette party. But in reality, there are a lot of women who are married that are like, oh man, like I'd love to do this and this and this, but we're, we're kind of taught that that's, you know, Well, there's a lot of women that have affairs for sex when a lot of times it's thought, and you know, even out of my own mouth, that it's thought that women have affairs for the emotional connection or for something more than Yeah, Um, right. I don't argue that it's for this or that. My argument with a woman having an affair versus a man is it's more thought out, which in a lot of ways can make it worse. But, you know, that's another conversation. Point is, I think women do have affairs for sex per what you're saying. When yeah. You thought they don't. Yeah, because I think in, especially in a long-term relationship, we've put the effort in to have a healthy relationship and that, you know, that, that's awesome. But the sex part, um, that's, I feel like women are a lot more primal than people give us credit for. So I think that's starting to shift. And I think a lot more women are being more vocal about it. And like you and I have talked about, even just on a, like on a humorous, like meme level, like we still, I feel like I say like a lot. That's really annoying. My bad. Um, That we laugh about it more. There's more jokes, uh, which I think is great. It's a great way to kind of break the, break the cycle of the BS that, is the current understanding of female sexuality. It just, it's not, it's not accurate. It just isn't. Yeah. 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 Which is why before when you were like, I don't know, why isn't Matt jealous? Because I think we're pretty clear on that. I can find another man attractive and it doesn't like, why wouldn't I find another man attractive? Mm. It doesn't mean that I'm going to leave my husband. The problem with him, not me, is what we're saying. (laughs) No, no, that's what you're saying. That's what you're saying. (laughs) Well, I feel like you said it's a him thing. (laughs) No. He doesn't recognize. Uh, Well, another conversation. We'll leave it as Matt needs to get his shit together and look at what you're doing once a week. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, yeah. I mean, we kind of did just do summaries on all of that, but any last words for, do you think you wrapped it up? 
Yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm good. Yeah, me as well. So thanks for listening at Real Talk with Nina on all platforms. Uh, listen to us. If you haven't heard the earlier episodes, listen to those, all of those, except for the anal one. So um, <laughs> have a good day. Thank you. Bye.